Nerd News Now. Welcome to Nerd News Now, where we like to count two and one. That is just the rules. Countdowns reign supreme. That's how numbers we work. Oh, two numbers. That's how numbers work. I want to make sure every single countdown I do from now on does not have two and one in it. <laughs> just to annoy Kyle. And somewhere you're going to see the last of my hair fall out, Brainy. <laughs> Uh, hey everybody look Chaz is back we've missed Chaz hey what's up Chaz. man I'm, we're live right now right yeah. <laughs> right on very cool man I'm excited to be back for a night I'm like that tinder date that won't leave you alone like you get rid of me for a while then I come back and then you'll get rid of me for a while so how many do we need to go to the Walgreens up the street is that what you're telling me I think you should. <laughs> Whether it's a, a shot of something or a plan B, you know, whatever. <laughs> so, so be safe. So how many uh, different uh, uh, weekends have you been out with Rocket Queen? Oh, none. <laughs> no, the guys, yeah, the guys wanted to play shows or whatever, and I don't. So I'm taking a step back from the Rocket Queen business. What? I uh, know, but a lot of other cool stuff is coming up. Um, I'm in a, a film that's shooting in Huntsville very soon, so that's cool. And then, of course, um, doing some stuff with uh, all the comic cons that are coming up as far as, like, uh, there's a whole bunch of cool stuff coming up. So, In the world of Chaz, I'm going to focus on the nerddom instead of the music. And, um, you know, if a big festival or something comes up, then I'll jump on the tour, but... The one-off shows, I just don't have time for. It just takes up too much of my stuff. So, right now, I'm just fat Chaz. Fat, nerdy Chaz. <laughs> Do you, when, when Rocket Queen goes and, and does shows, is, is it all local stuff, or do they go all over the country? Uh, we've been all over the country. Usually, the big tours are all over. Mm -hmm. but, uh, they've been wanting to get back into it, and they've done a couple of one-off shows. But for me to do a one-off show, then I have to take time out of my week to drive to East Texas, go to the studio, rehearse, and do all of that for one show, which I don't mind doing if it's for six months. But, I mean, to do it for one show and one show only, it um, it just doesn't entice me anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, so now I'm doing nerdy stuff. Like, nerd news now! Oh, anyway, yeah. So what's been going on? Uh, things are new. <laughs> I like about uh, how almost everyone has a background, except for Jen, which it's just her layer, so I dig it. Yeah. She, like, she I like, live in the to... background. <laughs> right on. Yeah, I mean, we have definitely, Brainy and I are in uh, top secret locations. That's, you know, <laughs> the... My background changes just about every week. This this week I'm in the lab. We're actually building my new uh, production team robot. Shh. The government's not supposed <laughs> to know about that. Yeah. His background is nice and pink. Is it supposed to make us feel calm? It is. Calming. Is it working? Yes, it's so calm. No, because that chair looks wicked uncomfortable. <laughs> Watch, try sitting on it. The green one? Yes. It's very it looks comfortable. awful low to the ground for me. <laughs> I'm a fat kid. I'm not sure I'd be able to get up after. Well, you're a fat kid. You don't want to get up after. That's true. But eventually, I'm gonna have to like go to the kitchen. So ah, see, that, that's the beauty of that chair. You got the button that you just press, and it just you know rolls on over. Now you're just making crap up, Brainy. <laughs> I feel uh, I feel like out of place right now. Hold on. All right. Hey, uh, Kyle should feel out of place. Um, almost, uh, you know, he's the only one that does not have uh, hair longer than the shoulder. Are you sure it's not hidden up underneath there? That's it. <laughs> <laughs> you guys think, okay, we're talking about nerd stuff all the time. Is there a nerd? This is definitely lower than my shoulder. Is there a nerd look for, for hair? I mean, other than like the bowl cut that's like from TV and stuff, is there a is there a typical nerd look? Uh, no, is it? I don't think so anymore. Like I, I bet like back in the day, it was like that dude's a nerd, 
Or yeah. that chick's a nerd because of their hair. But now nerddom is so popular, I think it's just... I can't tell who's a nerd anymore. Right. Even At least the hair. When we used to go um, line up at the airport for uh, San Diego Comic-Con flights, you know, we have to go earlier and earlier every year now just because otherwise the fi- flights fill up. But I remember Mike and I used to go and play a game, like, who's going to Comic-Con with us? And now we have to rely on the shirts. Like, the shirt is key. You can, you can almost always tell if you're at the airport in the proximity of the uh, terminal where it's going to San Diego, you can almost always tell those people because they're always wearing their nerddom on them. Not anymore, though. I mean, everybody's walking around with Avengers shirts and, you know, Deadpool shirts, Batman shirts. It's getting harder and harder to tell who's who nowadays, which is a good thing, right? We, we, we're, we're, we're spreading our joy of uh, everything nerdy. I my my game was always driving back and forth to like Chicago for cons is which car ah. is going to come because it's you can't see what the people look like or what they're wearing. But it's like, all right, that guy has a really obscure G.I. Joe sticker on his back window. <laughs> He's going to Comic Con. And it's oh, that person has the, you know, the little family, but they're all wearing capes. They're not going to Comic Con because they can't afford it. You know, it's, it's <laughs> playing that game. You know, in the car, uh, mixed with, should we try and rob the semi? Uh, which is my other favorite game, um, because on the turnpike, we get a, a large amount of Sargento trucks. Uh, cheese transport vehicles. And it's, should we rob a semi for cheese? It's always a well, fun game. Is, you have crackers with you? <laughs> right? Uh, well, I'm just saying. Like that, that's the, the kind of game. Sausage. <laughs> summer sausage is to cut up is what you need. Yes, but that's always the fun part about traveling, like to Chicago for Comic Con, is that you literally just see the weirdest group of things ever. Because like you have to go past the International Camping Hall of Fame to get there, and like all this other stuff. So you never know what you're going to come across on the way to Comic Con. More than once we've crossed the es- Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. Like on the turnpike. I need to go back. Did you say the International Camping Hall of Fame? Yeah. Um, first off, there's an International Camping Society for anything, and second, it's a Hall of Fame. I drive by it. I don't visit. <laughs> um, I you have to go boring, visit just so we can. I imagine it's the most boring museum ever. It's like. This is this this is the exhibit to the guy who invented the tent. You know. <laughs> the porta potty. Right. This is also this where is the carries the bodies. So right. Well, it is in rural Indiana. At this place. It is in rural Indiana. Like I imagine that that's what it's a front for. Is it's like, you know, serial no, Kyle, killer trafficking or something. Kyle, that's research. You have to go visit. We need to know. <laughs> we need to know what's in there. It's just like a big Studio 54. When you walk in, there's disco, there's dancing, <laughs> there's party. The biggest party ever is at this joint. And right. it's so exclusive because nobody would ever just show up. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what camping is a, a secret word for. Okay, so <laughs> along the route, because I just pulled it up, you also passed the International Monster Truck Museum and Hall of Fame. That's and understandable. Only go a few miles past the Circus Hall of Fame in Peru, Indiana. Those make That's... sense. Camping Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> I once spent a twelve years in a tent Hall of Fame. <laughs> They probably got displays of what's the best looking tent. August 16th, I can go to the 2020 and 2021 Hall of Fame class induction dinner. For what? For a double dog dare you. Camping Hall of Fame. Really? They just serve you beans in a can and overcooked burnt weenies. Uh, white bread that has fallen in the dirt. <laughs> like, this is what they serve you. <laughs> on, on an open uh, 
campfire. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they're only closed Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's Day. Because they're out camping? You know the, like, camping things that they have for, like, if you're climbing on a cliff and you just hang, like, a tent off of the cliff? Like, the insane people that do those things? I imagine maybe that stuff's there. Or the the tent from someone that made it to Mount Everest and actually cared enough to bring back their tent, which is, like, one person, probably. Yeah. Is there anybody here that disagrees that Kyle needs to make that trip for us? He needs to do the research. It's $12 to get in. I'll give it it better. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll split it. We'll split it four ways for you to go and do a thing (laughs) for the show. I'll give you three bucks, <laughs> and you tell us what's up, man. And, and I'll I'll buy you a hot dog as well. Oh, that's free with admission. <laughs> I can assure you. Uh, it's probably well. We'll we'll send you up there with some uh, mustard, <laughs> so you don't taste that burnt that burnt skin. Oh. Yeah, man, we got this. I think we're planning it out. Let's do it. I, I, I bet you they have s'more flavored Pringles in the gift shop. Uh, I'm looking at the gift shop. <laughs> Um, this may happen. We're gonna have to do hashtag Kyle goes camping. Uh, let's make this a thing. I, I, I donate I, I, for gas money. I don't even. I, I, I'm, um, um, Kyle, it's a gift shop. <laughs> What's in there? What's yeah, in but there? The, uh, they have tote bags, ball caps, 49 different books on camping. Okay. Um, in the Not household 50. exhibit, they've got like nine different kinds of beer koozie. Uh, basically, the whole household exhibit is just ways to keep your booze cold while camping. Uh, Interesting. Uh, oh, <laughs> you can get the Hall of Fame decals and plaques for your own home so you can lie about being in the RV Hall of Fame. What? Why would you want that? But then again, I, it would look really nice to that singing <laughs> bass right now on your wall. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, there you go. I can't believe I've been looking at this website this long. <laughs> this is... This is definitely... I will say this. I will say this. that It looks like this whole thing is run and to benefit of that GoRVing.com you know, uh, that they, they have commercials and stuff, you know. Like, okay, I can get behind that. But there is a whole section on here of Hot Wheel Winnebago's. Kyle, like, you really have to go, man. We want to see what this is. All right, it's happening. <laughs> all right. And what's cool. funny That's, is... I'll, I'll, Venmo, I'll Venmo you my $3. <laughs> and uh, we'll start the campaign. Hashtag Kyle goes camping. I'll, I'll pick up. I'll pick up a comic retailer friend of ours on the way and make him go with us. I'll stop in Fort Wayne and grab him and be like, "Hey, <laughs> oh, we're going to Elkhart." Oh. And he'll be like, "No, we're not." I'll be like, "Yeah, we're going to Elkhart." No, Bring a camera. No. Record it all. Please don't make me. Please don't make me. Do they oh, mention how big the site is? I'm curious. Uh, yeah, it's how much? Huge. Can they... Really? Well, because they have a big event hall. I think that's really where they make their money. Is Weddings and conferences and events and stuff. Do do they have a, like an annual RV show there at, or something that you know? I'm sure they do. Well, here in Toledo, we have the National Museum of the Great Lakes, which is the largest collection of shipwrecks from the Great Lakes anywhere. Oh, that and the way that thing stays the way that thing stays afloat is weddings. Really? Is you have your wedding in the museum? You're like, hey, there's the list of the dudes who died in that shipwreck. Then you can stand in front of it and get married. <laughs> That's interesting. Man, Dark. Uh, what an interesting world we live in, right? Right. What an interesting world. You know what? Um, I don't think I would ever get married and um, next to a whole bunch of shipwrecks or camp uh, tents or anything like that. But I possibly would. Like to get married in a cereal factory. Maybe a cereal factory <laughs> on the ninth. In two days, I would probably do it. Um, I don't know why. It's, you know, uh, that would. Breakfast cereal. Do we have a favorite breakfast cereal? 
That's called a transition, ladies and gentlemen. That's called a segue and right on in. (laughs) (laughs) No lie. Breakfast cereal? You know, one of my favorite things about growing up was waking up early on a Saturday and when you could stream things, and I know that's blowing people's minds, at least the younger kids, where like you can't stream things. Um, just wait, waking up early, watching cartoons, and filling up a whole big old bowl of cereal. That's one thing I really enjoyed. That hasn't so, changed. I just did that this morning. I watched DuckTales <laughs> and I had a bowl of cereal. I know, right? But if it was something special when you had to get up and you had to make sure that you had to be up at a certain time. Because oh, yeah. if, if you weren't, then you didn't see your show that week. Oh, man. Uh, running during commercial? cereal of choice of going in there watching those. Did you have a cereal or an oatmeal flavor. Have to go back and get more milk during commercials, like right, so you didn't miss anything. Yeah, <laughs> in there. Yeah. No. Um. Well, and this is this is funny because I spent an inordinate amount of time talking to Steve Orlando about breakfast cereals this weekend, um, which is a strange thing to say about a person. <laughs> but uh, I was a Count Chocula guy. Me too, man. I love Count Chocula, but my mom would like never buy it. I don't know why, but she would buy all the other stuff, whether it's Frosted Flakes or Tricks or Fruit Loops or whatever. But for some reason, if I wanted, and I think because looking at it now, like Count Chocula is just a little bit more than all the other ones, and I don't know why. Maybe I I, I couldn't tell you as to why. But but then when I got older, it was Reese's Puff cereal. Oh, right on. Very cool. Yeah. What about yeah, you guys? I needed something I could just pour in my mouth and add a little milk and run out the door. It's it's and always been small big. enough. Yeah, just shake, shake your mouth, shake your always head. Chocolate cereal for me. Doesn't yeah. matter what it is. Always chocolate. Miss Jen, since you don't eat sugar, do you ever eat cereal? I don't, but I do have a funny story from my childhood that's going to make you guys laugh. Nice. So my grandfather lived up against the highway, I-35 in Georgetown, Texas. And at some point in my childhood, there was an 18-wheeler that was for Purina, which is the company that makes Chex Mix and Chex. It uh, it turned over, and once something like that happens, they're not allowed to make that food go anywhere. It's just it's just trash. So they let they let my grandfather and his best friend Herman go and empty out the 18-wheeler of all the cereal. So. <laughs> Wheat check, rice checks, you know. So for, I'm not lying, five years of my life, that is all I ate. <laughs> the mysterious part here is that I still like corn checks and rice checks. <laughs> That's pretty surprising because if I had to eat something for five years, I probably wouldn't eat it anymore. Right. But uh, sure. yeah, you checks. I mean, I've had checks, and those those that's a good cereal. I yeah. mean, I would put a little bit of sugar on top, you know, and just right. And then actually, it'd be a whole bunch of sugar put it in chocolate right. milk. I, now, I've never done that, but I remember like the check stuff. You put the sugar in it, and it just floats right down to the bottom. So when you're drinking the milk, you just have that that <laughs> sludge of sugar coming down. <laughs> And diabetes. <laughs> by the way, uh, tonight's program is brought to you by uh, Wolf diabetes. and Diabetes. So, um, and his mustache. God rest his soul. Diabetes. Yeah. Right on. That was the third impression I had to learn. When I got diabetes, I had to learn how to do Wolf Brimley's diabetes. Oh, is that so? I think that's. Uh, I think that's. Yeah, it's in the pan. Uh, the pamphlet, I think. Yeah, they they tell you how what voices to mimic to get there. Like it's. They don't let you out of the hospital till you can do it when you get diagnosed. You know, it's a whole yeah, and you remember like the paper clip from uh, like Word, you know, you would uh-huh. open up a paper clip. So in that Flippy. pamphlet, if I remember correctly, that pamphlet had just his mustache hopping around with little <laughs> word bubbles saying, this is what you need to do. <laughs> yep. Diabetes. No, um. But the other one that was that's there's two things here. Uh, one, my uh, I have a friend whose father worked at uh, General Mills has a huge factory here in town. And what would happen is if any of the boxes weren't perfect. It couldn't go on the pallet to go to the stores. So about once a month, there would be a forklift accident. 
and everybody who worked there would get enough cereal to last them the month. <laughs> Which makes sense. <laughs> They're like, why do you keep piling up cereal like five pallets high? You're not supposed to do that. Just one pallet at a time. And then running into it with a forklift so it all falls over. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was the 80s before there was safety. But, you know, it's like yeah, that was that's always a great story about the monthly forklift accident. And nobody ever got fired. Nobody ever got in trouble. Had to happen. Well, yeah, you know, you know, the managers needed their cereal as well, so they weren't going to complain about it. They weren't going to write it up. Yeah, they were probably sitting back going, "Jerry, we haven't had our last forklift accident in about twenty nine days. <laughs> Good job, guys. Good. Here's job. a handle of Jack. We need cereal. Uh, get it no, done. Exactly. No. It's like, hey, get that new kid to learn how to ride a forklift. <laughs> <laughs> Especially but around these the other... new items we have, because we have been wanting to try out the s'mores for at least a month. Right. right. But that's the other fun thing, right, is that we grew up having flavors of cereal that they didn't have anywhere else. Yeah. Because General Mills is here, so they would just put it in the local stores and test out how well it sold. That's pretty cool. And so, like, we had a bunch of flavors that, like, now they're widely available in Canada. Can't get them in the U.S. Mm -hmm. But, like that were really great, like um, Dunkaroo's cereal. That lasted for about a minute. Um, I remember that one. I remember um, when Disney's Recess was a show on Saturday mornings. They had Recess the cereal, but there was one kid on Recess that was significantly larger than the rest of them, and the cereal pieces were supposed to depict every kid, so you'd get a bunch of little pieces and then one giant one that looked... <laughs> Like, there were reasons these things didn't go. But um, what was Tastes great like about it, the box. other thing that was great about it, is when they did, like, the Ghostbusters cereal, it was everywhere. Like, it wasn't hard to find. Yep. So, we lost we lost Miss Jen. Sorry. It's Jesse, Jesse trying to call me. Like, he doesn't know my schedule right now. <laughs> You're in trouble. Right. Well, I'm trying to have a with Shannon so she can start doing doing our booking. But mm. to find an, a free five minutes to talk to her is kind of weird. Yeah. I want well, to I talk to find a free five minutes to talk to him. Um, you know what's maybe not something you should do while you're doing a live sale? Have someone packing books directly next to the microphone, running a tape gun? <laughs> <laughs> I find yeah. it something myself, but that's just me. Have you guys seen the, the little meme that's been trucking around today? That was like when we're talking about accidents at the workplace. It's like one of those the signs that you have on the fence, you know, like when it's supposed to say how many days since your last accident. And that so this one says accident free since, and then it has the blank at the bottom. And it says Jerry left. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. I like that one. Accident free since never. <laughs> I'm about to get that for Jerick. Yes. Speaking of signs, we had to put up a sign at our store. Basically stating, our store is not childproof. Please watch them. Oh, right the on. Sign, the sign I had was, uh, unaccompanied minors will be uh, exposed to very expensive habits. Oh, yes. <laughs> we used to have signs all over the antique mall where I had a booth for a little while. It was like, uh, unaccompanied children will be given a kitten. <laughs> that's pretty nice too <laughs> we should do one it's like uh, if you leave a child here after 5pm they will be fed sugar and cereal to stay up all night mm -hmm. <sighs> yeah that's a good one you need to sign unaccompanied minors will be given energy drinks there we go <laughs> <laughs> uh, but to get back to to get back to Chaz's cereal topic and I mentioned it a little bit um what is the wildest novelty cereal you've ever gone out and bought? Like, did you guys go buy the Ghostbuster cereal? Or were any of you guys like, oh. I got to get that guy on the Wheaties box collectors? No, I, the only cereal that um, I avidly just went out and got was, I guess it was a couple of years. It's been a couple of years now, but it was the, you know, the Count Chocula, Frankenberry, and the Booberry. But they, the boxes were done by three artists. One was Jim Lee, and I can't remember the other two. Cool. But I grabbed, like, 
two boxes per. You know, one I can open and one I can't open. Um, but the artwork on them is awesome. Um, maybe I could find it. But um, let's see. But that I, I like. That's what I avidly went out. But I remember as a kid there was uh, like some like Mr. T cereal. Yep. It stands out. There was a Super Mario or or a Nintendo cereal where they had Super Mario on one side and Zelda on the other. It was two different kinds of cereal. Um, I remember Star Wars cereal had like C three PO on the box. Um, it had that Hildebrandt art right on the front. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was, um, and I just remember them tasting delicious. But um, the cereal. A few years ago, I bought some boxes of what I thought were the Star Wars cereal. I opened them up, and inside were the original cards for Migos. And it was just the cards. Like, none of the figures were there. None of the blister packs were there. None of that. But it was really? a bunch of Mego cards that somebody had put in these boxes so they wouldn't lose them. Then clearly they lost the box. <laughs> <laughs> why would you open up that box as a star wars cereals anyway i got it and i realized this was this isn't cereal this is way too heavy to be cereal what is in this box because i didn't want to like put it out for sale if there was a brick in it or something like i want to know what was in it and i'm like oh crap um what's in this is worth way more than the box itself um i'm just gonna take these out and sell these and keep the star wars cereal boxes Oh, right on. So I uh, found it like 2014. Jim Lee did the uh, the Booberry, and Terry and Rachel Dodson redesigned Count Chocula. Dave Johnson took on Frankenberry as part of the DC Comics slash Monster Serial team up. And uh, yeah, got these boxes. So those are the three that I avidly went out and bought. It was like, yes. But anyway, so yeah, there you go. But in conjunction with uh, Marvel's uh, Lo Loki, uh, they have decided to uh, make uh, the most mischievous cereal ever more mischievous. Um, That's what it's called? No, it's uh, introducing Loki Charms. Hmm? No, it says it's going to debut on the 9th and available at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Fans will have the chance to name a box of Loki charms inside the same frosted oats and marshmallows. So they're not changing anything except for the name. <laughs> I think that, I'm going to call shenanigans. I bet you we bite into those those marshmallows and they're not the right flavors. It's something else. <laughs> Does um, actually have flavors? They're only making 3,500 boxes. Yes, and I will be one of the people to uh, buy one of these boxes of cereal. <laughs> I'm wondering yeah. if I just go over to the GM factory and just like knock on the door and be like, hey, I have cash. Like, Can I save your shipping door. department one box? I think you're about two weeks too late. No, because you have to buy it through their website. Ah. Yes, they'll be on... Uh, let's see. The promotional campaign for the new Loki TV streaming series on Disney Plus is ramped up in Italian general. Lucky Charms to create new limited edition cereal called Loki Charms. The cereal will be sold on the Mischievously Delicious website. Yes, MischievouslyDelicious.com. Starting the morning of June 9th, at the same time that the Loki series begins to stream, there will only be 3,500 boxes available for a price of eight dollars each, shipping included. Oh, that's yeah. awesome! That's not bad. And we all know what shipping rates look like right now, so they're losing money. They're like they're saying we're making this box of cereal for less than a dollar. Hey, man, I don't care how I get it, but I'm gonna get. Can you I'm send cereal buying... media mail? No, well, you can't. And serial media mail. You can try. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, they, they failed because they were supposed to release it so that we have it to start watching the show. Mm -hmm. and they're supposed to release it a week early so we have it and ready to watch. 
Yeah, like yeah, our, old, our old school uh, cereal and uh, more Saturday morning cartoons. Mm-hmm. That's fine. I'm getting it either way. I'm going to get two boxes if I'm able to. I didn't, uh, you know, Funko released their Blacklight Ghost Rider, and I wasn't able to, as soon as the email came out, I know, uh, it wasn't too much longer, I clicked on it, and it was already sold out, which I have all the other Blacklight ones. I do not have that one, so. <sighs> Has anybody ever eaten any of the Funko cereal? Is it any good? I haven't. I feel like Funko cereal is the kind of cereal that would make your poo taste or poo look funny. <laughs> what? Kyle? You know, yeah. Let's go ahead and do a take two like, on that. Uh, nerd news on Kyle. Yeah. Take two on Kyle. Yes, yes. <laughs> I feel like uh, Funko cereal is the kind of stuff that make your poo look funny. Like when you eat Superman ice cream and it's green and you're like, wait, what has happened? Because you're a seven-year-old and you didn't know this was this was coming. You know? Um <laughs> Like that I is, feel like that that's is a pretty epic day, though, when you realize. Right. Wait a right. minute. First time you ever ate Superman ice cream, and you're like, "Oh, um, <laughs> mom, this has changed something about me internally. Um, I think I might be becoming Superman. I don't know what's <laughs> happening." Hey, man, the first time you had too many beats. <laughs> beats. <laughs> now we didn't have too many beats around the house. <laughs> but you know who loved their beats? The Wait, true. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. They love their beats today. Do you guys hear about this? It's like official now. The Munsters, the movie with Rob Zombie. I don't know how I feel about this. I love Rob Zombie. I love the Munsters, but right. But I don't want the Munsters to be scary. <laughs> and. I don't want Rob Zomb- I don't want Rob Zombie to make not a Rob Zombie type of movie. You know, it's one of those things is that like you can't change you can't change the monsters from being campy and goofy. Like it's just you can't. But also if you're Rob Zombie and you make a comedy, that's not very Rob Zombie. And I don't That's true, a- but maybe he's branching out a little bit. I mean, you know, there's maybe he's trying to I don't know. You know, his wheelhouse, we all know what his wheelhouse is. Maybe he's trying something else, which I know he's a huge, huge fan of the Munsters, and I think maybe he'll do it justice. So, like, I'm on board. And, of course... Right. If, if it had come out that it was, you know, Rob Zombie and... I don't know, um... Tim Burton? <laughs> I would have more confidence. You know, if it was, like, Rob Zombie and, you know... I don't know, like somebody who's got more of that kind of campy, you know, background. I would be all, I would be all right with it, but I do not want House of a Thousand Monsters. Like, that's see, that's what want. everybody thinks it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be a House of. Th- I think he's probably. I mean, him being a fan, I think he's going to kind of stick to it. I would imagine. I mean, he's been a, you know, he's been a fan since he was a kid and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's going to be. You were going to walk into the Munsters' house and. You know, they're all, you know, munching on, uh, what's her name, Marilyn? Because maybe that's how they open it up. She was right. different, so we ate her. <laughs> I, just think, I don't know. I don't think. Out there like Robert Wright Rodriguez, who makes Desperado, but also makes Spy Kids. I think you can make something. See, that's, but that's what I mean, is if it was, oh, he's co-producing with Robert Rodriguez, or he's co-producing with. Quentin Tarantino or somebody who, you know, I think would do who has a little bit more of that camp background. I would feel more confident. I don't know, man. But I'm gonna go. also, it, it, it's coming at us. So um, yeah. I, I'm going to I'm staying positive. I think he's going to do it good. Well, if it gets a white if we get a white zombie tour out of the, the release of it, I'll be I don't even care how bad it is or how scary it is or how much it doesn't remind me of the monsters. I get to go see white zombie. I'm happy. Yeah, that'd be cool. I'd be down. So, uh, speaking of speaking of other movie, um, Indiana Jones Five stuntman had a uh, an accident on set while wearing a Harrison Ford mask. Why? We need another Indiana Jones movie. Yeah, yeah. I think it's uh, called Indiana Jones and the Curse of the Jamaican Nurse. Um, you know. 
Okay. <laughs> uh, Indiana Jones and the Escape from the Assisted Living Facility. Yes, exactly. It's along those lines somewhere. <laughs> and, you know, Harrison Ford has probably been on set a total of five minutes because the dude is wearing the mask. And they got CG now. So, actually, he's just hanging out. He doesn't have to take out his cool earring anymore. He's just, like, CG it out. And, um, yeah, they're probably going to make at least 10 or 12 of those those movies. Because a new Rocky, I think, is coming out as well. Yeah, but uh, Stallone is only in a couple minutes of it, they're saying. Um, that it is more of a... Um, they're bringing back Milo Ventimiglia, who played his son in the last Rocky movie, mm-hmm. and Michael B. Jordan, who's been in the Creed films, and they're leading the new Rocky movie, and he's just in it for like a few minutes. Hey, I got you on that, but remember the end of uh, Creed number one, where he was dead? <laughs> and he came back, he's like, yo, you on, baby. Yeah. And now he was like this in place the entire is a world kind of disreputable. There's not he's not gonna be only in two, three minutes of that movie. The dude's gonna take it over. Well, I, I like I said, I just the only thing I've seen him in that I've enjoyed him in is Guardians of the Galaxy recently. You know, that's only he was, he has, because oh, he was only in two minutes of that movie. Right. <laughs> he had two scenes, one line where he says, This place is the world kind of disreputable. And then the other line where he goes, because even the subtitles can't tell you what he said. So, <laughs> hey, he did a good job on Judge Dread, 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 Dread. That yeah. was a long time ago. Exactly. <laughs> I am the law. <laughs> I am the law. the law. I don't know. So there's a whole bunch of movies to uh, not be excited about, obviously. But <laughs> okay, I, I know you guys probably talked about this, like when it came out. But um, having a new Rocky movie is, is as confusing to me as this new Eternals trailer. And again, I'm sure you guys have talked about it. But were you guys like, what the heck is going on here? Like yeah, everybody no. else? I mean, we knew every single thing about Eternals. We sat here about for three hours discussing, you know, little details here and there and everything about right it. Right on. Because I've had, a, you know, that didn't happen, did it? Yeah. Right, right yeah, on. we... Uh... <laughs> Yeah, we go, uh, who are those guys? Um, oh, hey, that's that dude from Stuber. Um, yeah, Dan, I think. Line tore it apart for the experience. He did like a, an hour long talk about it with the background of every character and who played them and how they were created and where they came from and the other parts of the universe and what. It was mind blowingly good. So if you want to know about the Eternals back history, find the Dan Wickline show that we posted up. Oh, okay, cool. Tells you all. Perfect. I will watch that. Dan is really good at getting that background data, that background, like really digging into who these characters are and what they're about. Um, But the only thing I took away from that show, only just because I was busy getting other shows ready and stuff at the time, was um, that Jon Snow and Bram Stark are fighting over someone named Cersei. Yes, (laughs) right? I thought that was a... And I don't know what those references mean, but I can remember that line. But oh. <laughs> I've still not seen a second of Game of Thrones. Tisk, tisk, tisk. <clears throat> I think I watched the first episode, and then I watched the last episode of the Diamond Retailer Summit. In which everyone was like, man, that sucked. I'm like, I don't know what I saw. It looked good to me. Yeah, I had no idea. I was like, what is all of this? And then, like, the joke of, um, well, since Cap's gone, who do you think should lead the Avengers? I'm like, none of you guys. None of you. <laughs> Number one, you're just ink- inching into this MCU, and we're, we got to fall in love with you first, but let's not make that joke right quick. Um, and then I saw Jon Snow, and I was like, all right, very cool. I know that guy, but it was only, like, that long. And uh, Angelina Jolie, I was like, ah, you've already taken me out of this movie. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know. Although, I mean, uh, I will see it. They've got my money, but I watched Those Who Wish Me Dead again. Uh, I sat down with my dad and watched Those Who Wish Me Dead, uh, her new action flick, and she's really good in it. Oh, right. oh that keeps um, coming up it, on Netflix it is, or something. It is just a straight ahead action flick, though. Like, 
replace her with any other female action star and she they're going to be just as good mm-hmm. you know it's not it's like you know putting bruce willis in a movie with explosions okay <laughs> seems kind of on the nose but we'll take it um but it was a good movie um i like i like that you know kumail nanjiani in eternals is going to play a, a serious role uh as someone who's primarily comedic actor who i know as a stand-up um you know, I like the fact that the Black Knight is going to play a big role um, because for the first time in a long time, I feel like Marvel beat us about the head with something that mattered as opposed to just beating us about the head with something they thought would make them more money. Um, you know, so I'm excited for that kind of stuff. But I know as little I know probably less about the Eternals than I do any other team in the Marvel Universe. Yeah, I think. Which is great. Collectively, we knew three characters out of the whole team, right? Cersei, Black Knight, and... Black Knight? Yeah, with the big circles on his chest. (laughs) Circle Man. (laughs) Isn't Wonder Man part of it? (laughs) No, but I'm very excited. I just bought two pages, a two-page spread from a Wonder Man book. I'm very excited. Nice. Really cool art. Very cool. Is it from the... No, like... No, it's, uh... The... Maybe. It'd be, like, the early 90s one. Uh, I'd I'd have to look at... I I know who the artwork in that. The early 90s Wonder Man. Yeah. Good art. Yeah, it was the... Yeah, Jim Shooter was the editor on that one. Um, So, yeah. But, no, it's, um... I think it's great. And this is what I've been saying about Marvel movies since the beginning, since Iron Man. They, when they made Iron Man, Iron Man was their fifth, sixth, seventh best-selling character, comic book-wise. Like, wasn't in the top five. And then they make Iron Man, and he's in the top five. And then, you know, they keep going back to that well of lower-level characters, or lower, you know, less underperforming characters, and bringing them into movies, and bringing them up along. And that's what I love about Marvel movies is they make me care about characters I forgot I cared about. Uh, and DC movies just make me angry at characters I love. See, <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't think that was intentional on Marvel's part. I think they did it because they were forced to. They didn't, they didn't have their main characters. They couldn't do anything with X-Men. Sure. They couldn't do anything with Fantastic Four. They couldn't do anything with Spider-Man. When backed so. into a corner and forced to act, it works out pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> like, mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying is it's, they had, they had, they were, for, their hand was forced, and look how well it worked out. Correct. That was great. You know, phenomenal. Why have we not seen a, you know, I don't know, a, a, a Midnighter and Apollo movie from DC? Because nobody knows who those characters are, and no one can care if you screw up that movie. So all you have to do is make a good movie. Well, to DC's credit, they've done a good job. On the silver screen, you know they've they've taken their smaller base characters and they've done a good job. You know, CW to CW on the but, small screen. Yes, on the yeah. small on the tiny screen. Yes, yes on the tiny screen. Yes, um, they've done well on there um, because they haven't put their giant size. Uh, you know they haven't put their big Batman shows on there. Gotham did pretty well for them, but you know if they had introduced Batman in there, maybe I, I don't know. Well, they would have had to. They would have had to fix the canonical timeline problem. In Gotham, but you know, true. So uh, we did have a big piece of mo- of comic book news, and we're we're running near to time, so we probably should address it. Mm-hmm. Um, bad idea is no longer a bad idea. Um, in that they are an unbad idea. <laughs> Stupid! I love bad ideas so much. <laughs> Me too. I do too. I was just, I spent all day trying to figure out how to make an unparrot joke about that oh! idea. Yes. We need that you for know, tomorrow. Make us a meme. A former parrot. <laughs> that idea is now a former idea. I don't know. But <laughs> so one of the, one of the, I'll be honest, uh, from the people I've talked to, one of the hottest selling properties in comics recently, one of the most, uh, talked about properties and comics announced today that uh, we 
well, from their own statement, we regret to inform you that despite our best efforts and all of your wonderful support, bad idea as we know it must end, the company announced. Our sincerest thanks for the incredible journey. We will be announcing and releasing books through the end of the year. Beyond that, bad idea is over. It's the end of the world as you know it. I feel fine. That's what they that's how they need to come back. They need to come back as REM comics. <laughs> Did you guys see today that someone had, had uh, I think Clint or Clint, sorry, Cliff Biggers had put up a link to an interview they had done twenty one days ago in which yep. he literally says, We are going to close the company and come back with a new name. I mean, it's like as straightforward as possible. It wasn't even secretive. He didn't say, don't tell anybody. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Awesome. Um, and that, that could just be a, a publishing move to try to, you know, if they, if they are trying to get movie rights, which I, we, we pretty, we're pretty sure they are, I think they might want to change their name from Bad Idea or it might have been a conflict with somebody else. Yeah. I'm that's sure there's other Or no, in Facebook, they never had a Facebook name. It was only the Bad Idea fans group, so... They yeah. already had a problem. Then, then they had to be bad idea. Hello on Twitter. So hopefully they've secured a name across all their platforms that they're going to use. <laughs> so if you just search yeah. bad idea, uh, bad idea holdings and the bad idea supply company have the world have like amazing SEO. Just throwing that out there. Yeah. But maybe it was like they're playing all along anyway. Like, hey, man, we kind of like this. But if we do this. Because they've done some really clever things since they've been out. No donation, uh, Adam. I'm pretty sure those two had it, and, and the rest of the guys as well, not shortchanging them, but I'm sure they had it planned out probably a year ago. Um, yeah, I like it. I mean, I've, like, I've liked everything they've put out so far. Um, and it's funny, too. So, um, hosting trivia like on the west side of Houston I've got some guys who know that I work at the comic book shop. So they're like, hey, man, we would like to get our books from you. So, of course, they jump in on the bad idea stuff. And I, I, I've told them this already. but uh, And they buy their bad idea comics. But I'm like, by the way, just let you know, like, I read your copy. <laughs> so, <laughs> And they're like, cool, not a problem. We don't care. And I'm like, cool, bro. <laughs> you know, like... Uh, the Hank Howard piece of detective read that, read the ENIAC. It's like, you know, just to let you know, I've read this. <laughs> like this actual book, I have read it. <laughs> and so if you want, if you're totally mad, I'll totally switch it up. They're like, no, man, like we're going to read it anyway. And I'm like, cool, perfect. Yeah, the next, no, next no. one you send them, autograph it for them. Be like, hey, you know, just, just, just so you know, I read it and autographed it for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's just that. Bye, Chaz. This, this is it's a negative uh, $3.99. <laughs> you should actually mark it as this book has been read by Chaz. Oh, yeah. Okay, there you go. Now now we're up to a buck fifty. So. Officially inspected by. <laughs> there we go. Oh, book inspector Chaz. I like that. Yeah. I so here, here's, the, here's the deal. Either bad idea is coming back, bigger and badder, or whatever. They're going to call themselves. That's the name <laughs> I named them, bigger and badder. But, um, I like big idea. The big idea is a good one, except for can't use that because of VeggieTales. <laughs> but uh, it's either that or they are really closing, in which all of our back stock of bad idea becomes worth billions. Dude, isn't that yeah. true, though? Um, man, I don't know if I can. Never mind. I'll, I'll ignore it. <laughs> I'll, I'll talk about it after we're off record. <laughs> <laughs> You know, what happens if they do? I mean, well, you know, and if you think about it, they threw out so many books at us at one time, too. They're like, dude, you got to sign up for all these books. And here's some one-offs. And then they just close at the end of the year. I would be like, this is brilliant. I love these guys. But yeah, like, they, it, it's the best thing ever. <laughs> I would immediately sell my hero trade, though. <laughs> I've got three. But if one of the ones that I've graded, I would immediately sell it. <laughs> yeah, I've got... 13 graded any act number one first prints. Nice. Very cool. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I like I like them. I like what they're doing. Good stuff. <laughs> I just I the the thing about bad idea for me is, you know, 
I didn't sign. I didn't qualify. One of whatever there were things were. These are the kind of stores we're looking for when they initially took their signups. My store didn't didn't qualify. Like I couldn't guarantee you know certain orders. I couldn't you know there were things like that. And by that point, I had already fired Diamond, so I couldn't get them distributed the way they were distributing them. So I didn't sign up. But I've loved the idea since day one, and it's been really hard for me the last couple of months because I'm not a bad idea store, but I'm friends with dozens of them. You know, to not just kind of start calling out these guys on the internet for bad ideas, so bad, so terrible. They're, you know, they're they're making the market crazy and this, that, and the other. I'm like, um, hello, um, have you ever followed? I don't know, marketing ever for anything uh, ever see a movie where they're like coming soon to a theater yeah. near you that's exactly. all bad ideas ever done that, yep. that idea is the highest subscription that we have same here top three titles are a bad idea right now for us mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah us as well i think uh, pretty much everybody who has a pool folder at our joint um is signed up for a bad idea the majority. And I would I mean, it's safe to say at least 70 to 75%. We don't know if it's whether it's because of the hype or whether it's a good story, but you know, we, we've got the numbers. So. Right. At some point, whether it's the hype or it's a good story becomes less and less relevant. Correct. <laughs> as long as the books are selling. Exactly. You know. Very true. Right. And, you know, if they, if they totally close down, it's going to be hella less uh, relevant. <laughs> it's going to be like, right. not relevant at all. <laughs> right. I mean, it's one of those things. It's like, I just, I feel bad for those guys that are out there like, eat the young, do things the way we've always done it, uh, and missing out on all this money. That's been my, that's been my statement about the comic book industry since day one with, with a, maybe about a 15% exception, and they're all people I would consider friends now. Everybody I ever went to for help or asked questions of when I got into the industry, like, would have rather eaten their young than help me. Oh, wow. So, wow, people, man. Right. Like, the people <laughs> I'm still friends with and the people I still work with are the people who are like, no, like, let's talk. Let's help. Let's, you know, everybody wins. And then there were a bunch of people who were like, no, you know, Diamond um, is God. Everybody has their little secrets and stuff. That you right. know, I'm sure they don't share, but overall, I don't see the point of not helping somebody else succeed in this business. I mean, we're a small niche group of retailers. We should be helping each other out, trying to boost the business. I okay. Yeah. I don't think it's ever hurt me to help somebody else in this industry. And I'm going to keep doing it. Even if it I, I mean, I will say it has hurt me uh, <laughs> business wise yeah. helping somebody because I've helped my own competitors. But, you know, that, that's a different story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I'm not complaining about it or anything like that, but yeah, I won't say that it hasn't hurt me helping somebody else out. I'd still do it all well, over if they ask mm-hmm. me for help. Mm-hmm. And and like the line I give people now when I tell them that, you know, uh, new stores that I talk to all the time is it's, you know, the people who helped me the most were the people who had been around forever and weren't threatened by me. And the people who realized that whatever I did wasn't going to detract from what they did. All it could do is make what they did better. Yep. So I had two stores within an hour of me literally hand me their orders. Hey, here's a copy of my invoice. This is what I'm ordering. So you kind of know what to think about. Correct. Oh, okay. You know, like you, you never know what the, the new store will also help you out with as well. You know, the knowledge you give them, you might be getting maybe even more knowledge uh, back from them than you ever realized. There's, there's still a store here in town that they've been around for 35 years. I was around for 10. Uh, they helped us out when we started, and now I'm their marketing guy. See, like they, they come to me and they go, "Hey, you know, we need a video. We need a thing. We need help with this. You know, how do we do that? Oh, this is who you call. Or hey, we want to do something with the children's hospital. Who do we contact?" This is the guy you call. And then you call this guy at the news because he's the one who's going to write the article. And you call this guy at the t- TV station because he's the one who's going to come out and film it. And they're like, really? And I'm like, yeah, you just set it all up. None of this is done for free or easy. You just call him and tell him it's coming. You know, it's that kind of help is always great. But I am excited to see what Bad Idea does. Um, I think it should be called 
Dinesh and Adam have a bad idea. I think that should be the new name. <laughs> it's a little long. It, it is a bit long, you know. Getting that, but it's shorter name. than Fantagraphics. Yeah, but I don't want to sit there and type in Dinesh and Adam had a bad idea every time I want to go to their website. No. <laughs> no, that's true. <laughs> right on, man. So, uh, comics this hey. week. Do we have any comics that we're looking for this week? Are there comic books coming out this week? Oh, oh yeah. Um, <laughs> Some great ones. So, uh, I mean, one, one I'm excited about, uh, Geiger. Oh, what a great... This is a great story. Yeah, it's number three. A lot of people were just buying them up, and I think I didn't jump on it until like the second or third print, and it was selling so much. So I just picked one up. I read it. I was like, "This is really good." It was one of those books that, as soon as it comes out, like I'm on it. And you say just kind of put it on a pile somewhere. So I'm, I'm really to see uh, the continuation of that story for sure. Funny mask from um, Aftershock. Yeah. Oh yes. Brainy, are you an Aftershock ambassador store? Do you have an Aftershock ambassador? Uh, I'm sure I do. I have no idea. I'm, I'm, I'm sure I do. Because, you know, we were talking about it with uh, the guys anyway, so I'm sure I'm sure we do. Have you, have you guys seen the ambassador-exclusive bunny mask variant? I have not. Oh. I don't have one in my office. They're in my car. Because i got to start taking them to stores tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> you, you can sh- ship me mine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's a Francisco Frank Villa... Oh, variant nice. uh, that's in a uh, very similar to his variants on Afterlife with Archie. See that? That's that is the most beautiful variant I've seen in a long time. If I don't get mine, man, I'm coming after you. Well, uh, uh, I can find out if you have a store, in, if you have an ambassador in your area, and who you need to talk to. Um, I'm pretty sure we do because I know we were talking. I was talking to. Um, uh, Joe about it. Uh, you know, he, yeah, he was asking me if I wanted to do it, and I, I just didn't have the time for it. Yeah. How about there you go? Maybe you're it. Number two. Mm-hmm. Good Asian number two. Did anyone read Good Asian number one? It didn't. We had we had such a, a low. Um, uh, we only had a few, and they sold out really quick, so I wasn't able to jump in on that. It's a really cool concept. It happens part in Korea and uh, part in. Um, oh no, I'm getting it mixed up. I'm getting it mixed up with Made in Korea. Oh, right on. Yeah, we had a good. Good Asian is also good, but I'm, I'm mixing it up in my brain. <laughs> good Asian um, looks to me like it's like a Green Hornet type of book, and that's just based off the covers I've seen so far. But um, that's I'm probably totally off on that. For me, Swamp God, number one from Heavy Metal. Uh, it's a Ron Mars book. Um, uh, it's at the end of the Civil War. Uh, a group of Confederate soldiers calls upon the ultimate evil to save the South. Now the remains of their unit must team with the Union to survive the horrors of the Swamp God. <laughs> Um, and then also, uh, I, we got to mention uh, DC Pride. Uh, for the first time in a long time, well, for the first time ever, um, every major publisher is doing some sort of Pride engagement, um, be it a Pride book or um, partnering with us at the Experience to do Pride or partnering with another organization to do Pride. Everybody is doing something for Pride this month. Uh, which is great. How about Ant number twelve? Finally, is that this week? Is that that is this month? Uh, this week? Sorry, yeah. <laughs> it was in my my on my list, so I hope it's this week. Ah oh, man, I think I I I've completely forgot what Ant was all about. It was it was a Spider Man as an ant instead of spider, right? It's you can definitely tell its influence. Absolutely. I was excited about Freak Snow. I got to talk to um, the creator today. Yep. And it's so funny because I I was sure. So I already have Freak Snow in the house in, in the store, but I didn't realize it was the first series. 
And I had read that and it was like mind meltingly weird and cool and amazing. And, but, uh, so when I interviewed him, I was like, well, wait, oh, this is totally new material. That's way cool. So it's like, it's, this is like the middle part of a three part kind of like idea of the series. Yeah. I believe the, the one you have is like a, a standalone, right? That's what he said. Yeah. It was like a, it was a, it's like a thinner trade paperback. That's cool. We've got a Heroes Reborn Night Gwen coming out. So they're doing another twist on Gwen Stacy. Mm-hmm. Uh, just cool. Uh, Marjorie Finnegan, Temporal Criminal, number two. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How about the six sidekicks of Trigger Keaton? Yes. Uh, Proctor Valley Road, if you guys aren't reading, that's pretty cool as well. That's been so out. good. Right. Grant, that's like the best thing Grant Morrison's written in years. Um, yeah, I'll agree with you there, actually. Um, can anyone confirm, does White actually come out this week from Black Mask? It's not on the list. It's on That's my not... list? Well, but I mean, it's been on it's my not... list for every week for the last month and a half? Yeah, it's not on the invoice, we'll put it that way. Yeah, I, I don't see it on uh, my invoice either. Uh, oh, there you go. Just, I think it'll probably stay on my list until it eventually does come out. Uh, no. Spider Man's coming back again. Do we need another Spider Man title? No. <laughs> I, mean, I, I love Spider Man, but do we need another one? Dude, is uh, it Spider Ham or is it regular Spider Man? It's a web of Spider Man. Web of Spider Man. Eh, pass. But then again, it's an acronym for something, it looks like. But, um, I think it's. What is it? Uh, it doesn't say. World Worldwide Engineering Brigade of Spider-Man. That's what the uh, that's what it stands for. Didn't they already pull that one once? Man, they're doing it again. I'm not I'm not reading uh, Miles Morales, but they brought back the Clone Wars saga or the clone. <laughs> like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm definitely not gonna read Miles Morales now. And <laughs> this is just horrible. Um, so, yeah, I think they're trying to uh, bring back a whole bunch of old stuff and just kind of give it a twist. So, I don't know, man. We've got too many Batmans and too many Spider-Mans, and I love both of those titles. But I just can't keep up. There's just way too many. Uh, it's finally coming out. The X-Men Legends uh, Sam Keith number one cover. Mm. Wow. I don't know, man. There's a lot to look forward to, that is for sure. Mm-hmm. Um but we've got uh, we've got we've got some reads, man. Uh, Eve two is coming out. That's I like right. Eve. I think that's going to be. Uh, I mean, book number one was pretty. It's interesting. It's awesome. It's got a great story. So I'm looking to see how that progresses and whatnot, and uh, how they're going to get across the the waters. So I think it's be cool, man. It's gonna be cool. We got a lot of cool stuff coming up. That is for sure. <clears throat> I'm looking forward yeah, to baby eighteen. I'm sorry. What? Which one? Baby Teeth 18. Is that up this? Yeah, it's this Wednesday. Wow, it's not on my poll. Did I stop pulling Baby Teeth? (gasps) No! It's not on my poll. Just if you're into hardcover art books, uh, Marvel Art of George Perez hardcover um, comes out this week. Worth looking up. And then uh, from AWA, a book I missed when it first came out, so I'm picking up the trade, uh, Erratic Volume 1 trade. Oh, cool. Right on. Erratic did really well for us. I mean, it's it's as close as you can get to a, like a Spider-Man-adjacent character that doesn't feel like it's Spider-Man. It just has the right color attitude, I guess. Yeah, I uh, when I decided, I by the time I decided I wanted, every place had sold out around here. Um, and so I'm just like, you know what? I'll wait for the trade. It'll make me, you know, I'll binge it, which I don't normally do with comics. Normally I call you or, you know, Brainy or somebody and be like, hey, I need this. And I'm like, nope, I'm going to wait for the trade. I'm going to be patient. <laughs> Even <clears throat> Axel was like, I could send it to you. I'm like, no, <clears throat> no. Looks like Archie has an 80th number one. The 80th anniversary, and then um, Dynamite has got a follow-up to their super popular Dynamite Die Dynamite series called Die Dynamite Lives. 
And look at that. Who's on the cover but Vampirella and Ash? Which is going to be awesome. <clears throat> All right. Cool. Anything else? Where is Baby T? Are you sure? Oh, there it is. Oh. <laughs> I'm trying to find out why it's not on my poll. Did you stop it when it took a break for two and a half years? Yeah, I'm I'm actually looking at it and it looks like it's not being pulled for anybody. So our system might have automatically shut it off, might have archived the title. Yeah, I mean seventeen came out two weeks ago or a month ago. No. Is it a month ago now? Holy crap, it was a month ago now. Interesting. Okay, I'm gonna have to look at that one. Thanks for the heads up, guys. I gotta figure out what's going on with it. Okay. Is it time right, for me to do the thing? I'm hungry. I need to get some quesadillas. <laughs> All right, I'm going to do the thing. Do the thing! Thank you for watching Nerd News Now, part of the Kingdom of Geekdom on Woodlands Online, sponsored by the Adventure Begins Comics and Games and Space Cadets Collection Collection. Check out other shows on Woodlands Online, like Music Cafe, The Adventure Begins Show, The Best You, Between the Ferns, Business Talk, Taste Buds, and much more. You can watch all of these on Woodlands Online and on our partner station, KVQT HD21, over the air on your TV if you're in the right area. All of these shows and more on Roku right now. Search and add Woodlands Online TV to your streaming lineup. Now you can listen to our podcast on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Podcast, and Pandora, or wherever else you can get fine free podcasts. Brought to you by the Micro Machine Man. <laughs> Brought to you by training I never thought I would need. And the Loki cereal, available for a limited time only. <laughs> right. At Fighters Cereal Bars Everywhere. Ah. <laughs> uh, so for Jen Brainy and Chaz, I have been Kyle. This has been Nerd News Now. Uh, bye, everybody. <laughs>